Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest is an international best-selling author, speaker, and entrepreneur. He has interviewed more than 100 of the world's leading athletes, entrepreneurs, and business leaders to unlock their secrets to success. He is the co-executive producer of multi-million dollar film, Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, and author of the official book. His mission is to share the success habits of high performers to give people of all backgrounds the tools to take ownership of their financial, physical, and mental health. Please welcome James Whitaker, everybody. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm great. Uh, besides living in the polar vortex, I guess, city of the world right now, as, as we all call it. Aggressive words, aren't they? <laughs> when words like polar and, and vortex are getting thrown around, it's in- interesting times. We, we've always been the second city here in Chicago, so <laughs> you know what? I mean, I guess we'll take it, right? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, so how, how's everything going? Originally from Australia, but now you moved your way out to the California, Los Angeles area, right? That's right, yeah. So I, I lived in Australia my whole life, and at uh, about 27 or 28 years old, I moved over to Boston, where I did an MBA at an international business school that was actually a year in Boston and okay. three months in uh, in Shanghai in China, which was a pretty, pretty amazing year and uh, oh, wow. really – popped my head off and, and spun it around in so many different directions. And after that, I moved to LA in 2013 and have been here uh, ever since. Yeah, I would think you're like, I would, you've already done so many things, you know, and you can't be too much, much older than me, if not, like, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. But everybody following along, be sure to, uh, so you, if you're, especially if you're just listening to the podcast, so you could check out, you know, actually put a face to the name. Um, be sure to check out James uh, at James Witt. Um, pretty much, that's like the main uh, where you could go on Facebook.com forward slash forward slash James Witt W H I T T, or on Instagram James Witt W H I T T or JamesWitt.com. And we actually got a we got a free promotion for you guys as well. So stay tuned to the rest of the show to uh, get a link to that one. So James, you got some big shoes to fill. You're, uh, you're, you're clearly, you're, you're following and, you know, you're, you're working with Napoleon, Napoleon Hill's legacy here, you know, and I'm sure you've got asked this before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. How does it feel embarking on such a big name? You know, number one, best selling, you know, for, for entrepreneurs, you know, and motivational type of books, you know, ever, how, how does it feel like? being in those footsteps right now well yeah it's big shoes to fill and and being involved with think and grow rich the legacy i'm a producer of the film but writing think and grow rich the legacy it's i would never try and write a substitute to think and grow rich because it's like rewriting the bible you could never do that like it's the best-selling self-help book of all time it's yeah it's it's absolutely crushed it around the world and still continues to sell so well and change the lives of anyone and and, and leaders and industries in just about every part of the world oh, yeah. so what I tried to do was just offer a modern companion because people these days, they just don't identify as much with names like Andrew Carnegie and Henry Ford and Thomas Edison 
but sharing the inspiring stories of all the people in the book and the film is something that that I and the other producers in the project really believe in and we're very uh, in very close partnership with the Napoleon Hill Foundation with all this as well but my new book it's really a collection of short stories because I feel that uh, first of all people uh, they enjoy reading short yes. stories more than something like a textbook and second of all they'll actually uh, remember it a lot more as well so a lot of these stories you'll find that they're just they're more engaging and people will remember it and it also provides uh, a brief overview of each principle of Think and Grow Rich in a modern context. Yeah, and so you see all the principles kind of throughout the book and then now they're actually being related to current individuals, people now instead of uh, what, 80, 60, 90 years ago or whatever, when it was, when was it first written? 1937, it was uh, first I'm, released. I'm close, yeah. I'm close. You're close, yeah, a bit <laughs> of an interesting time then as well with world wars yeah. and great depressions and mm -hmm. things, but you'll you'll find that these are, they are truly timeless principles. These 13 principles that Napoleon Hill coined as the achievement philosophy, which is everything that he learned from interviewing Andrew Carnegie and then everyone else who Carnegie introduced him to. So the real titans of industry back in the day. So I've, I've tried to channel that formula with, uh, yeah, some pretty amazing people from, from uh, today's uh, leaders who uh, younger generations today would identify with. So do you prefer being interviewed or doing the interviewing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done so many interviews now both ways. It really doesn't bother me. I, I really enjoy it. But it's uh, because on the one hand, I really like sharing mm -hmm. uh, all these lessons to help people unlock their own potential. Uh, because I a, a big thing for me, I feel like a lot of people are busy making money, trying to convince people that they're not enough. And everything that I am doing is saying, hey, you are already enough. Let's just do a few tweaks and look at a few proven success strategies that can be applied by you and everyone to help you achieve all that it is that you desire. But when I'm interviewing these people as well, I, I'm just so fascinated for my own development as well. It's just a pretty surreal experience being uh, sitting across from some of these people. I almost feel like being in, in my seat where I'm at right now doing the actual interview, it's like I'm cheating. It's like... <laughs> I, I get to not just that I get to share your story, you know, like you got to share every all the people's stories throughout the book and uh, and your other interviews outside of the book. But you also are learning at the same time. You, you are there firsthand, you know, you were you're getting that info, not just portraying it out there, but you're getting it, too. Definitely. And, and everything that you're doing right now with the podcast, I'm sure from all the guests that you talk to, you you uh, you ask questions, of course, to get some great stories and anecdotes out of them. But sure. these are lessons that you're using to apply to help turbocharge your own life. And that's exactly what I've done from, you know, I ended up with more than half a million words of research notes from this project. So sitting wow. down with all these people. And this is exactly what I have done to create this path of what I'm doing right now. And my mission to help people take ownership of their financial, physical, and mental health is something that I will do for the rest of my life. But I'm I'm literally implementing everything that I learned from interviewing these people, and it works. And I already knew it worked because uh, it's been working now for more than 80 years. But to uh, actually be able to uh, employ those tactics myself, and all we're doing is channeling the power of the mastermind. It's you getting guests on your show and me interviewing these people from the book. We're really collaborating and figuring out ways that we can that we can help each other. And that's just the fastest way to success. And before you figured that part out, though, there had to be a moment, you know, when you were still working at nine to five, working for others, you know, and you were determining, you know, what's what else is out there? Could I get out there? Can I do something? Am I capable? When was that breaking point in your life? 
Oh, so many. And it was my, uh, you know, when I was 13 years old, I actually went for a job at McDonald's and I didn't get the job. And that's always, uh, you know, I say it more as a joke, but it sort of uh, haunted me. I thought, wow, this is the, the kid who couldn't get a job at McDonald's. Let's, uh, Let's see how uh, how much I can prove them wrong right now. But it was I had a whole heap of uh, of different jobs. But then in the corporate world, that I, I always naturally gravitated to people who had their own business. They're just exciting and dynamic people who seem to have this bulletproof confidence. Oh, yeah. So I always knew that I wanted to do that, and I was looking at starting my own consulting company when I was 25 as well. And it had always been a dream of mine to go and study this Masters of Business over in America. And I thought that would be a great step. And it was while I was in the corporate world before that, that is when I realized that the people who are higher than you up the food chain, they are the ones who dictate what bonus you get, how much you're going to get paid, where you need to be, what you're going to wear to work, everything across the board. And it just never really gelled with me. I'm always someone who's uh, been a bit of a black sheep and, and gone against the grain in so many different oh, yeah. things. So I, I knew that I had to get out there to tread my own path. And it was through this process of when I was studying and meeting a lot of people in, in Boston, because it's only once you get out of the bubble that you realize how much of a bubble that you are in. And Australia is a great place, but if I'm living in the same place and hanging around the same people for three decades, it's just not, you can't expect huge yes. amounts of growth. And then moving to Boston and seeing people who were my age and younger, who already were working on their own business ideas and cool ideas and things, it was that process and then the process of being involved in Think and Grow Rich the Legacy, yeah. where I realized that I, first of all, I back myself to uh, achieve the income and everything else that I want to create the lifestyle that I that I want to have for my wife and I, and we've got a baby on the way as well in a few months' time. Congratulations! Our, our first one. Thank you. We're, we're very very nervous for that, but it's uh, be good fun. Yeah. But also also I've that heard, I just, I've heard I've heard I've heard it's some fun <laughs> for sure. And uh, also that I just never wanted to work for anyone else ever again. Like it really is just uh, yeah. I'm you know my brother. He's he's worked for the same company. He's mm -hmm. two years older than me. He's worked for the same company for, I think, 13 or 14 years now, and that works perfectly for him. Exactly. And, and that's that's great. Like, you know, I don't want to dictate what someone else can do with their life. Uh, but it, it is an interesting dichotomy between my brother and I. We are just worlds apart. We're very, very close and talk all the time, uh, but worlds apart. And uh, so that was, that was the whole transition where right now, where I'm 35 years old, uh, where I just I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I'm really comfortable uh, building an audience around my mission and really excited to connect with people like yourself to help uh, inspire the world. Yeah, and that's when I found out more about you um, a while back. Uh, I definitely wanted to connect. You were definitely on my like short list of individuals to connect, and then I had the right opportunity you know, through somebody that, that knew you. Um, but I, I knew like, I, I read about the, the things you did, how you just sort of went for it and then you want to make sure that other people go for it. And then, but then there are individuals exactly like your brother, right? That, that works best for them. And it's just, that's just the way they're built. Right. I mean, yeah, so true. And that entrepreneurial route is not for everyone. And I think, yeah, uh, one, one, uh, misconception around, a lot of people even define entrepreneurship as unbridled action, just taking that action without really thinking about it. And certainly action uh, is the like the most essential ingredient. Like Lewis Howes told me, above all action every single day. 
But the ones who take that entrepreneurial action without really being prepared and without really building their mastermind group, it is an absolute recipe for disaster. So anyone who, if you feel like you're not happy with where you're at right now, I like to think about going and finding people who you're excited about and backtrack to what events are happening in your area in those industries and meeting people and adding value to them unconditionally. And that is a great way just to get you excited around what other pathways are possibly out there. And you can easily dip your toe in the entrepreneurial world with so many different ways right now. So uh, I think it's important just to be prepared um, rather than just leaping in without doing the, the work and the research. So it's safe to say you did your work and research. Did you <laughs> did you know that you were going to be part of the, you know, Think and Grow Rich the legacy? Did you know like or did you kind of already had a game plan for something else? You know, you did a prior book <laughs> and then like it just came with good thoughts and good, you know, mental clarity and yeah, well, I, I always I always felt like I was on this fairly clear path in the in the financial planning world and wanting to help people with success and motivation and attitudes and habits. And then I had a whole uh, entrepreneurial uh, washing machine in the middle with like an activewear company, a huge CrossFit gym, a weightlifting club, a social media brand and all these different things. And was where I realized that they were very high stress businesses that my heart truly wasn't in. Like I enjoyed helping people with those things, but what I'm doing right now is what really, really fires me up. And I didn't figure, I didn't figure that out until I was 33. And you still own Not anymore. No, you sold them up? That's right. Yes. Okay. So yeah, now at, now at 33 years old, it took me more than three decades to figure out what it is that I, that I truly want to do. So we often ask kids who are 10 years old, what do you want to be when you're older? And I was always very uh, jealous of people who wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer because that, they had that very, very clear path. They just mm-hmm. had to, to do the work. And it's just it's, it's important to people to constantly uh, focus on increasingly becoming a person of value and getting out of your comfort zone and just surrounding yourself with the right people who can elevate your thinking. They're the only ways that you can figure out what other possibilities exist. There's no point sitting in your apartment complaining about what other people are doing uh, if you're not making the effort to actually get out there and do it yourself. So you mentioned surround yourself with the right people. Were there Was there a certain circle that you like wanted to get into really bad and you just were going to do anything to get in there and you finally got in there? <laughs> not really. It's not. It's not as dramatic as that. I, w- I wish it was because it would make for a better story. But when I was young, it's just been a, a big focus of of mine. Like even when I was twenty two years old, is when we had our first mastermind group with three other friends in Australia, where we would talk about. Um, we would write each write a topic on a piece of paper, and we would draw the topics out of a hat, and you'd have to present for two minutes on whatever might be written on there. And we would research companies and figure out ways that we could help each other. And that structure happened right through until when I moved to LA, where we have our own group over here. There was only there's only six of us in the group, and two of those people have actually um, moved countries. They moved back to Australia, but we're from completely different backgrounds. But we sit down and we fill out our goals and that success plan template that I've got. And we go through it and we figure out how can we help each other and uh, it's absolutely life-changing. So I think just focusing on that, just slow and steady, and but being very deliberate around who you spend your time with. And like I don't want to meet up with people and talk about celebrity gossip from magazines. I'd rather meet up with people and talk about your passions and your dreams and where you want to go and how I can help. And for all those listening uh, on, on board – 
make sure to check out jameswit.com. That's W-H-I-T-T. And you could actually get that template, the success plan template that he just talked about, that James just talked about. And it's there under uh, newsletters. So be sure to be sure to check that out. Um, you got a four-point strategy right there. And uh, right, you break it down into four different points, I believe. And then, There's uh, it. Yeah, I think the whole idea of the success plan template is people don't know the work they need to take today. And the re- the best way to get to that is to think about your perfect destination in all areas of your life. So begin with the end in mind. So writing out what that, that might be. So uh, if your goal is to run a marathon, there's no point running a marathon on the first day. You need to figure out your perfect destination in all areas of your life and backtrack to what that looks like in five years and three years and one year and 90 days. And once you've completed that success plan template, and, and probably the best place to go for it would be on my Instagram. I've got it directly linked in there. Um, it can be a bit harder to find on my website because I've got a few things going on there. Um, but once you're clear on that, you will know exactly what work you need to do each and every single day. Because the people that I, I get a lot of phone calls and messages and emails from people these days who feel like they're treading water, uh, they're not living with purpose, they're not living with passion. And inevitably, it's because they're either not clear on who they are, or they're not clear on where they want to go, or both of those things. And once you've done this success plan personalized for you, I promise you, you will have those things completely, you'll have complete clarity around that and you will naturally start to attract things in your life that are going to help you achieve what you want and you mentioned that you had to get around the right circles the right people you had these masterminds and let's just say you know i i i am me two years ago i I, you know i'm i'm over here with my podcast or i'm just somebody else sitting in a cubicle and i want to get around these circles like you know you got around you're you're a big name you got around big names before you know you got there though how did you get your way in there like it's it's not the easiest thing to do <laughs> no it's very very difficult but the easiest thing uh which or sorry the simplest thing which isn't necessarily the easiest thing because it takes a lot of time you have to if you're if you're continually focused on increasingly becoming a person of value that enables you to add more and more value to people who are higher and higher up the food chain and once you do that unconditionally, which means without the expectation of anything in return, and you get them excited and you and what you're doing, that's how they want to help you. And once you get more and more powerful people who are your advocates, then it's absolutely game over. But think about what most people do. They they reach out on Instagram or email and say, hey, can you help me? Like, help me, help me, help me. I get like 10 emails a week and messages from people who are like, Help me, help me, help me, help me. And it's just, it's overwhelming and the arrogance yeah. and ego around that, you're completely clueless. And if you have read any business book or any personal development book, uh, you should know that you need to think about what is in the best interest of the other people. It's just the way, it's just the way the world works. So uh, I think really just thinking about what value can you add to people? And if you can't think of anything, then work on yourself more and more and more and start to reach out to people who are in their networks. Maybe they're a little bit further down and more accessible. You don't need to start off by, you know, going for the White House or or going for the CEO of a, of a major organization. And a- attending events and connecting with people, it's so much easier in the digital world, but it's also a lot more saturated. So you need to make sure you've got that perfectly refined message, making sure your brand is in order. Uh, I write a, I write at length a lot about this stuff. So uh, oh, yeah. I, like with the website that you um that you said before with my newsletters, I've got a whole heap of, of different things where I, I talk about all this stuff as well. 
Yeah, you're definitely uh, big into branding. Um, I noticed all that. And uh, let's just say, though, if if I'm here, you know, sitting two years ago in my cubicle where I was, you know, I was miserable. I hated life. I, I feel that you probably have an amazing answer to this. You know, what what would you tell me if I should go out and become an entrepreneur? Because it sounds so sexy. You know, it's it's like the thing to be nowadays. What would you tell me, though? I'd start with gratitude. The very first thing that I would do is I would say, all right, what in my life right now am I thankful for and what makes me the happiest? Mm -hmm. And then I would think about what, like these different things that I pursue, why do I pursue them? All the sports and the hobbies and the friends that I have and that I do, what is it about them that I really enjoy and what makes me happy? And then start to meet people in the industries that you're excited in and talk to them and talk about their stories. But also talk to people who are successful working for someone else because it's, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be successful. And I would talk to those people about their lives and any questions that you have. And you'll naturally find that you'll fit into one of those two categories. But I also think the very best way to learn is to get out there and do something yourself. Yourself. There are many ways you could even set up a lemonade stand in your, right? Nowadays. In, your, in your front yard if you want. Yeah, you can create a product and, and do drop shipping, whatever it might be. You can you can publish a book uh, or you could give an ebook away for free. You could do coaching. You could do speaking. Uh, there are millions and millions, infinite possibilities of businesses that you can start to dip your toe in. But you need to be very, very clear around how it's set up because if you don't set it up properly, then the business can end up running you rather than the other way around. And that was something that I found with these other businesses that I was involved in where I was working seven days a week, absolutely flat out. And right. I was happy I was happy to do it because that was that high growth period that I was in. But I'm also very conscious right now from when I got married, uh, you know, a year, when was that? <laughs> I should know about a year ago. <laughs> And let me let me look that up. <laughs> yeah, up. for sure. It was April Fool's Day, so I should I should know. Really? Yeah. Oh, and wow. um which is probably funny for our uh, our relationship because we like to joke around a lot. But uh I love that. Yeah. I don't think many people get married that time of year like at all. No, right? it was uh it was the it was hard for us to find a to find a venue as well. So oh, I would uh, think that they're like jumping all over you trying to give you deals left and right, no? <laughs> Mate, it was uh, it was a good, it was an interesting time, but I, I realized that once I was married and had this, and especially now with this baby on the way, that I it's really really important then to me. Like the most important thing in my life, mm-hmm. all of a sudden became that marriage, and it always will be. I need to make sure I protect that um, that unit, and I have a very patient and understanding wife who knows that she might come home from work and I've started a business or uh, or I'm, I'm going away for three months or whatever it might be. Uh, I try to do that less and less now and communicate more and yeah. more. But it's, it's very, very important to me, that environment that we have at home and, and for children as well to create a great relationship for them, uh, that it wasn't fair on her for me to be involved in all that other yeah. stuff. And stress wasn't fair on me to do the things that I wasn't truly passionate about. So uh, to get back to the original question that, yeah, those, those are the things that I would do. I would try and just get out there of your comfort zone, meet as many people as you can, you can find the industries that excite you and dip your toe in. Just go and start a business and see how it goes, but don't put your whole house on the line because you don't want to be uh, 30 or 40 years old and, and then starting again because you didn't take the preparation, uh, proper preparation or you didn't consult the right people, which comes back to what we were saying at the start. I could totally tell you're an author after answering that question. <laughs> I mean, you you laid it out, you went in on each individual topic, and then you came back to it, 
and summarized it all. Good I mean, conclusion. <laughs> that might have been one of the like perfect answer, most perfect answers ever. So that was awesome. I think that was a boss, two boss exclusive. Um, and then lastly, I, I'm just so curious who, after all these people you interviewed, who was the hardest one to get when you got him or her and you were just like, wow, like I did it. Oh, Barbara Corcoran was a was a hard one just because she's around a lot. She's just so, so busy. And you can imagine how much these people would get hit up. Oh, yeah. um, but she on the phone could not have been sweeter. She was a lovely person. She was uh, just – she's got that – she balances that, that passion and that maternal mm-hmm. aspect and that caring and kindness with ruthlessness from growing up and being a success in New York during the 80s and 90s, a pretty crazy time where – she was going head to head in legal action with all these male dominated industries and oh, yeah. people like Donald Trump and people with a lot of, you know, a lot of bankrolls and things as well. So she was she was amazing. Hard to to pinpoint, but once we got her down, she was uh she was brilliant and I'm uh, forever grateful. That's awesome. Well now now on to our listeners and hopefully your favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name, because they're all taken. All right, without further ado, you get exactly five seconds to initiate an answer. We don't want you to think this through too much. Just kind of go with the float. And uh, otherwise, my producer, he lurks in the background. So hopefully uh, hopefully he, he doesn't come out, you know, because they, 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 they call him the leg breaker for a reason. And I don't want to have to deal with him if I go over the time. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, without further ado, who is or has been your greatest mentor? Oh, probably my parents. Uh, my father from the uh, work ethic and really showing that you can tread your own path and my mum from just the empathy, understanding and, and caring for others. It was a really amazing one-two combination. Um, but apart from that, I think people need to realise they can get mentors from the written word as well. So Jim Rowan and Napoleon Hill were two enormous influences and continue to be even though I never met them. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed some people say that not as many people explain it, but you definitely could have a mentor, even though they're not even alive anymore. There's no reason. And the parents one. I mean, that's that's always a plus. You say your parents, you say your wife, you know, husband, whatever. um, Then that's just like dibs right there. (laughs) You can't go wrong with that one. (laughs) Um, What is your greatest your favorite book? Can't be your own. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I I have to. I have to say that one, but there are so many other amazing books that have been uh, life-changing for me as mm-hmm. well. Things like How to Win Friends and Influence People yes. uh, by Dale Carnegie, which was released a year before Thinking Grow Rich, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it uh, is. Something in the water back then. Uh, another great one is uh, Psychology, the Influence, no, Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert Caldini. Um, Carol Dweck, Growth Mindset. Um, anything from her is is amazing. There's so many fantastic books. I've never met. A, I've never read a bad book yet. <laughs> favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie? Probably Top Gun or Gladiator. Takes me back. Top Gun especially takes Classics. me back to my uh, childhood. <laughs> is entrepreneurism a fad? No, I think it's the complete opposite. I think it's becoming increasingly mainstream. And if you are unable to figure out a plan to make money for yourself, then you are setting yourself up for a big fall in the next 10, 20 years. Wow. That's actually one of the first that's a that's a that's a boss to boss exclusive, everybody. I don't think anyone's really answered the question that way. So uh, I like that. How do you drink your coffee? <laughs> 
Australia, I don't know if you know this, but Australians are obsessed with good coffee. We're the most relaxed people in the world, but we uh, everywhere you go, drip coffee doesn't exist in Australia. It's all about $10,000 espresso machines. So I go out and I find an unbelievably well-crafted espresso coffee. I just have a, a flat white um, which is the uh, double shot of espresso with a little bit of steamed milk. But uh, for a Christmas gift, I was given a Nespresso machine, which has changed my life because it means that I can get a good caffeine injection. I only have one or two a day, but it's amazing to be – it feels a lot more uh, on demand when I only have to walk five seconds to get it rather than uh, drive five or ten minutes. Is that seriously an Australian thing? Because I've inter- interviewed probably six, seven people now from Australia, and I think every single one of them was like so excited for that question. They're like, yes, I finally oh. get to speak what I know about. It's, it's an interesting case study to go and look, for those who are interested, to go and look up Starbucks when they went to Australia because they thought, wow, Australia and America, they are so similar in so many ways, 90% of ways. So they just opened up, you know, I think it was like 200 stores or whatever it was. And then they realized that on every single, like every single block in Australia, there's probably 20 uh, places, even the, even like a, a small Vietnamese restaurant that you wouldn't think would have anything to do with coffee has probably got like a five grand coffee machine to make espresso coffee for three bucks. People don't need to pay five or six dollars for a, a gingerbread latte. And uh, Starbucks had to go and close almost all of their stores. So now when... The only Starbucks that still exist in Australia are in high tourist areas, and the people who go to them are typically Americans who think, oh, I wonder where I can get a good coffee in Australia. <laughs> wow. I wonder if that has anything to do with the longevity, because with the, a lot of people that live in Australia, their longevity, their lifespan, I think it's like the fifth or sixth rated highest, um, and coffee's a big thing there, right? So I wonder... Yeah, and they're typically a lot smaller sizes as well. They're not like the big milkshake cups that you see at uh, Dunkin' Donuts or uh, or anything like that. It's actual real coffee, like actual mostly coffee, not pouring cream, pouring sugar, right? Yeah, for sure. I think. If you're stranded on an island, what is one item that you want with you? Oh, good question. Uh, I don't know if she'd enjoy being called an item, but my wife would be amazing for the company, and she's also a... She's very handy and she's a great cook uh, as well. Um, but what, oh, what if it had to be a thing? Probably a probably nobody, a big knife. I think nobody a, a else. Nobody else is around in the world. That's <laughs> it. That's it. It's just you. If I had uh, a knife recommended by the SAS or the Navy SEALs, something that would help me uh, make a raft to get me off that island, uh, or at least uh, to help me make some spears to go uh, to go hunt some fish, then uh, I think that'd be probably quite useful. I like that. It's a solid answer. If you had unlimited amounts of money right now, you could start up any business you want. Anything. Can't be your own. What would it be? Oh, another very good question. Probably something that would help um, connect people who are aspiring entrepreneurs or business people. So anyone in high school or universities with people who have already achieved the success that they want to create just a lot more incubators and a lot more real world exposure. Um, Because I think the biggest misconception on the entire planet is that everyone is so focused on getting knowledge and getting education. And there is far less of a focus on what you actually do with the knowledge once you get it. So I think giving people real world experience is absolutely critical. And last but not least, the most serious question of them all. How do you feel about socks and sandals? Socks and sandals together in the, in the one uh, together. 
to business meetings? Oh, no good. I think <laughs> I uh, think so you, you've probably got some deeper problems if you're rolling with that, or you've got uh, about eight zeros in your uh, in your bank account with a different number on the front of it. So either one. I like to think uh, I like to think I'm in between. <laughs> <laughs> And we're doing a little competition for the name of uh, my fellow pink dog back here. Do you have a possible name you would like to give him? And we'll, oh. we'll let you know if it wins. Hmm. I I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a, I'm <laughs> I drawing mean, a... we're making you think, man. I want to make sure when you get off of this, your blood is pumping, you're going. We're making you think. This is one of the hardest questions I think I've ever been, uh, I've ever been asked. What about Rufus? Rufus. Yeah. I like that. Rufus. All right. We're going to mark that one down. All right. You survived. We survived. Our producer's nowhere to be seen. We made it. We made it. Um, so, yeah, everybody everybody tuning in to this awesome interview with James Whitaker. Make sure to follow him. Check him out. JamesWitt.com. W-H-I-T-T. Or just at James Witt on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash James Witt. And now, since you survived the entire episode, we get your uh, free free gift. And uh, what is that exactly? If you go to uh, the link in my bio on Instagram, uh, you go there. You can subscribe to my newsletter. Every two weeks, I send out all these success strategies and and uh, proven tips that you can use to com- take complete ownership of your life. Uh, also, the success plan template is in there and also a free bonus chapter from Thinking Grow Rich, the legacy, instant download. Uh, all those goodies are in there ready to uh, ready to go. Yes. I'm uh, I'm. I got mine, uh, everybody. That's jameswit.com forward slash free dash chapter. That's specifically for that uh, for the for the book chapter part. And uh, yeah, the mic is the mic is all yours. If there's anything else you wanna you wanna share with the listeners, otherwise, you know, it's it's been a truly a pleasure having you on. Uh, this has been been such a great, uh, you know, definitely a mind opener uh, episode. That's for sure. Uh, mic is yours. I think uh, one last thing is probably just each day make the decision to win or you've automatically made the decision to lose. That's really the idea behind the win the day branding that I put on everything. It's and this, it's just part of human nature that if we're not very, very clear on who we are and where we want to go and what actions we're going to take each and every single day, that we will naturally gravitate towards uh, procrastination and uh, distraction. So I think being very, very clear on who you are each day, make the decision to win or you have automatically made the decision to lose. Would you do that early on in the day or as long as you do it at some point? As soon as you can in the morning. Put your phone down, grab a copy of the 5-Minute Journal, which is an incredible book. Write down three things that you're grateful for and three things that would make today a win. And then before you go to bed, write down three amazing things that happened that day and what you could have done to improve the day. And I promise your life will change. Just stick to doing that every day. All right. Love that. Yeah, I actually post that on my Instagram uh, stories uh, most days as well, just to prove to people that I'm doing the work as well, not just talking. Yeah, talk. that that that's that goes a long way. That goes a long way. Something about that, right? That accountability. All right, James. James, it's uh, definitely been a pleasure having you on. Everybody at James Wit, uh, check him out. Instagram, Facebook, his website, uh, and you know, especially Think and Grow Rich: The Legacy, the film, the book. Uh, definitely a must. A must in your. Uh, in your in your library or your studio or wherever you keep your uh, films, right, and books nowadays. It's been uh, truly a pleasure having you on. I look forward to uh, to see where the journey takes us, and we'll definitely talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now.